Hello and welcome back to League of the Peers where we chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien and joining me today once again it's Mr. Keno Driscoll as we talk about the 1988 Dirty Harry thriller The Deadpool. So stick around, we hope you enjoy. Mr. Keno Driscoll, how do? How do? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, ciao. <laughs> Oh, yes, because you're not in Ireland anymore. You're in Italy, so I forgot. Do we, Do I need to get an interpreter for this? Do I need to... No, just your bog-standard green Collins dictionary, pocket dictionary will do. <laughs> Excellent. Because <laughs> you're actually doing all of this in Italian, and I've hired someone who sounds like you to interpret yes, all of this. They have all my mannerisms and uh, keenerisms keen, and... Uh, Keenerisms, yeah. Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> see? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, thank you for coming back. It's been a year. It's been an entire, literally a year to the day since we last did a podcast. It's been too long. Certo, certo. <laughs> My interpreter is clearly not very good. <laughs> no, it has. It's been, it's been remarkable the way you actually planned it. Um, been exactly mm. a year to the day. I think it's a, uh, it's a year to the uh, give or take a day, um, but yeah, because last year obviously was the Brazen O'Brien birthdays Bros Bonanza where we did a Pierce Brazen movie with Liam Neeson and was a western, um, but this year uh, because I've recently been doing kind of just mo- just the kind of monthly recaps with Mister Scanlon and I believe this is coming out after the April recap where I announce what the theme is but if you haven't listened to that um this month uh i've decided to once again make it all about me and drag all my friends on because i don't i don't particularly like my birthday but i like making my friends do things they don't want to do so i'll use my birthday as an advantage to get them to talk about movies with my favorite actors um so all of my friends were very obliging you'll know if i don't because There'll be more episodes after that, if they aren't, if there isn't already, so who knows. Uh, except for one, and that's Keen O'Driscoll, who whenever I tell him the actor, he says no, and then it's up to me to research <laughs> a movie that that actor's in. So last time, it was like, do you want to do Pierce Brosnan? And Keen was like, no. And I was like, what about this Western with Lee Neeson? And he was like, fine. So I'm this, pretty sure so I this suggested month, that. You didn't know Pierce Brosnan was in it. Yeah, well, okay, because you had initially been like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and you were like, but I do have this one movie I will do uh, with no, you know, alternatives. So um, what I've decided to do as well is I've called this, so, you know, Bros. Brian Birthdays, Bros. Bonanza, in my opinion, complete success, not only from an execution point of view, but from a name naming convention only. Um, so a lot to live up to. So what I've decided to call the Jim Carrey month, is hit us up here. I don't have it. Up. I don't have it. Up. I don't have it ready. You don't Whatever. have it ready. Go on. Yeah. Uh, this this might change in the Instagram because I've only really thought about it like you know yesterday, so it could still change. But at this moment in time of recording, this month, this event is called the unnecessary and involuntary legendary visionary Jim Carrey library commentary done by Gary and a very wary honorary adversary for my customary anniversary. I.e. my birthday. So, Keanu Driscoll, once again, you're 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 one of the people, one of the first people up to talk about it. So, um, what we've decided, and I'm talking far too long for this. Interview, I know, yeah. Is we we have found. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm trying to give. I'm trying to set it up. I'm trying to because people are going to click into this and be like, "What's the Deadpool?" And I just really want to hone in on why I'm doing this. So, <laughs> so we found a movie. <laughs> that stars Jim Carrey and Clint Eastwood. Um, and, and and that's how I've managed to get Rope Keen into this month's um, spectacular and, event. And Liam Neeson, which ties it in. It, it's, it's a beautiful... It's very interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I didn't... Now, it's the fifth one of the Dirty Harrys. So... The fifth and final. The fifth and final. So, I'm a big fan of Clint Eastwood as... I'd imagine everyone knows at this point, but big fan of the Dirty Harrys, and I couldn't remember if I'd watched this one or not, but I'd completely forgotten that Jim Carrey was in it. So when you mentioned that to me, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Perfect. Yeah, and it's it, 
<laughs> uh, he's not in it for very long, but it still counts. It still I'm going counts. with it. And he leaves um, such an impression in the first oh, like, 10 well, I, To be honest, I have it down in my notes that it's actually my... So, I had never seen a Dirty Harry movie before um, two days ago. And I have now watched Dirty Harry uh, and the Force, um, what you call it, sequels from that. Uh, but I still think the Jim Carrey bit in this movie is my favourite part of all of the Dirty Harry movies. Um, Going to make that bold statement and see Keen get very angry. His interpreter doesn't really know what to do because he's using a lot of Italian slur words. Uh, but, but... Cancel. I'm going to... I don't know if that's a thing or not. Um, but yeah, so we've gone with the Deadpool. It's not the Ryan Reynolds superhero movie. We've done an anti-Justin Timberlake. We've added the the instead of taking it out. Uh, that's a reference I don't think Keen gets, but maybe no. some of you do. Um, but that's what we've gone with. Um, Keen, what is... Okay, yeah, so like, I don't know if a lot of people have seen the Dirty Harry movies or let alone have heard of the Deadpool. So... I, I, like, I could ask what the Deadpool's about, but I guess just to give people an idea of the franchise or series that is Dirty Harry, what is, what is, who is Dirty Harry? What, what, why, why is he so dirty? Tell, tell us about this filthy Harold. <laughs> um, can I just throw in something now that I've done no prep work for this at all? So yeah, yeah, yeah. This is probably going to be no, terrible. No, but like, no, but that's all it, like, who, like, 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 to someone who'd never heard of Dirty Harry before, what is, what is he as a character? Like, what oh, he's he? just a tough-ass cop, like, you know, he, uh, he just gets the job done. He's like, it's like Bruce Willis in Die Hard, like, he just fucking gets it done. Do you know, I'm going, yeah. okay, another thing, I'm going to curse a lot again, I can't, I can't stop. Apologizing um, for the curse, <laughs> don't worry, it's not you, it's your interpreter. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, he's just, like, yeah, a really tough cop. Uh, he doesn't care too much about, you know, his uh, his rep. He just likes fucking getting the job done, getting bad guys behind bars, and he's also really, really, really not afraid to pull a gun, you know. Uh, yeah. In fact, some, you know, we might say that he actually finds that the preferred option is just to shoot them. <laughs> yeah, that's because... Again, I cannot stress how fresh the Dirty Harry franchise is in my head, having watched it all in the last two days. But uh, my God, like that man has never has never once said the word freeze or hands up. He's just gone bang, you're dead. And it's like one shot. It's like one sheet. It's like one shot does plenty. He doesn't waste yeah. <laughs> Bang, and the, the criminal is gone. But it's... It's what's so funny about this franchise is because it starts out in like 1981, maybe let's say, yeah. um, with a fresh faced Clint Eastwood and it goes all the way till 1988 until he's like, I think the movie we just watched, he's 58 in. And it's so funny just seeing this 58 year old man still trying to, still trying to pull off the stunts <laughs> of a, of a whatever age. He was too old to begin with and he just <laughs> kept getting old. <laughs> doesn't matter how sprightly, or you don't have to be sprightly when you can pull a gun like that. <laughs> thing and this is my my other strong point on, on this franchise is um i've shot a magnum gun uh not like this was a, it was it was a it was a shooting range it wasn't just all of a sudden i just went to be crazy uh but i was at a shooting range once and i shot i don't think i shot a 44 magnum i think i shot like a smaller version of it and i have a video of me like the recoil off it and i was holding it with my two hands and it's like it just fucking bounces up so quickly yeah. and to see this like 58 year old man one-handed just like just walking around a corner, just bang, you're dead. Just like so casually shooting this 44 Magnum. It's it's quite insulting. And it, they, it, it, they it, say it, that about him. And I can't remember, like it's him. I, we probably mentioned this in another podcast, knowing me or anything. I don't know too many facts, but there's definitely a fact with him and some other, it's like, and this might've changed, but at the time I heard it, which I can't remember when it was. Anyway, but him and another actor are the only two actors. It might have been Sergei. No, uh, they, they're the only ones that didn't blink when they shot a gun. You know, they're... Ah, uh, yes. They're like, you know, so I think it's just like he's very fucking used to shooting. He mu Like, yeah. he must practice yeah. or something, do you know? Yeah, yeah. No, there is something about not blinking, but also just dealing with the recoil of a fucking forty-four Magnum key. <laughs> he's just so cool when he does it, like... 
Do you know? He's, and I don't mean like, well, yeah. he is cool, cool, but he's just very relaxed. Calm, relaxed, yeah. Um, no, it's a really interesting character uh, because like you said, like he doesn't give a shit. And I think it's been like having watched all five movies, I know we're technically talking about the Deadpool, but I, I will be talking about the franchise as a whole. Um, in that one, it's very much the same movie five times. Yeah. It's kind of a very similar, it's like Scream when I was watching it. I don't know if you ever watched any of the Scream movies where it's the same format effectively five times now but it's very much like dirty harry but what i kind of find interesting about the franchise is they find a new type like topic to kind of hone in on each time and so like the first one it was all to do with like how criminals can get off to do with like legality and how like there's like loopholes in the legal system that criminals can like slip through the second one's all to do with like police brutality and um how like police can take matters into their own hands. Yeah, Vilanchism, exactly. Um the third one's to do with like freedom fighters and stuff like that and like different sort of um groups taking again the law into their own hands in a way. The, th- the fourth one's all to do with like a rape case that's kinda like, you know, leads that line of like what is justice, like what is like, you know, yeah. how bad is the crime versus how bad is the is the judgment slash the punishment. And then this movie is really interesting because it's kinda all links to do with like celebrity fame um media, media hype yeah so again i don't and i haven't said this to you before i don't think they're particularly good movies um <laughs> so i tell you uh would you believe after me watching five of them but i think they do very interesting things and it's quite interesting seeing this one constant uh being clint eastwood's dirty harry um by the way bit of a bit of a just a bit of a grievance on my behalf they didn't use the Gorilla song Dirty Harry once. I know that's a song that came out after these movies came out, but there's been re-releases. Why is the Gorilla song not in this, huh? Tell me that, Keen. Anyway, but it's been interesting seeing the character. That's been a Gary grievance. But yeah, it's been very interesting to see that character deal with that, like, different issues kind of going through the franchise and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But it's also, like... I don't know. They kind of suit the time as well. Like I, and he definitely did a lot of the same kind of uh, those kind of like cop or action kind of movies as well. Like he seems to fit like two kind of roles. Or, well, no, that's not fair. But like mostly, it's like these kind of action, you know, city city action kind of movies, and then there's the westerns. Yeah. Um, and he plays it really well. But it's just like he's a great actor, but sometimes. He, he can, you know, don't expect too much out of, else out of him, really. And I think they he probably do, he, just ticked a lot of boxes at the time that they were released. He does, well, this one is the shortest one, the one we watched, The Deadpool. It's the shortest uh, Dirty Harry movie, but apparently it was the quickest turnaround in that it was greenlit in January and came out in July. So they clearly had the they had the recipe so down, they were like, we know exactly just how to bang it out. So... Yeah, so just to give people a, an idea of what the Deadpool is about, uh, it's effectively a movie in which there is a Hollywood actor that's murdered on set and it's discovered that uh, there is this like group of people that have a Deadpool, which is basically they've guessed a certain amount of celebrities that are going to die within a certain amount of time. And all of a sudden it's looking like one person's list all the celebrities on that seem to keep dying. And yeah. then it's all about trying to catch that person. Um, that's what the Deadpool's about. Uh, it's literally just trying to figure it out. It's just a fun mystery. You go from person to person trying to figure it all out. And I will say the mystery in this is quite good because um, in the other movies, maybe not the second one so much, you didn't really know who the killer was. But in this one, it's very much like you've no idea until the end, I guess, yeah. who the killer is. Yeah. Which I'm often not kind of like a fan of because it's just like he can just in, like he just introduce a character kind of halfway towards the end or you know two quarters of the way and it's like uh, like I kind of wish sometimes movies are a bit smarter and they're you know it or cliched and you know they're introduced in like the beginning you know yeah you don't see it happening yeah and I guess this kind of brings me on to another question I kind of want to ask you because you're a man who loves your like 1970s 1980s action movies uh in the sense that we've done well i'm just doing this in josie wales <laughs> <laughs> like what like what do you think is different between action movies then versus action movies now like what do you see as the as the big thing maybe action movies are missing these days versus 
I guess what they're adding. I know you, I haven't like briefed you on this, but it was just kind of a, I thought of someone as like, you know, well versus yourselves on, on movies of the eighties. Um, again, I, I'm not, I'm not too technical or I'm not like, I'm not as used to this now as, as you might be, but like one thing is that like, or one of the things I noticed was that like they, the, a lot of the action scenes are slowed down. Yeah. Uh, like, car flips or people getting thrown through windows or you know they're slowed down shots or scenes uh whereas i think in kind of action movies nowadays it's you don't really see too much scenes slowed down i don't think anyway Um, I, i definitely agree because like i think one of the things from watching these movies it was like when when someone's getting shot, I feel like they're getting shot at, and I yeah. feel like I, I I can see cars buckle, I can see bullet holes, like and you're just like I I know the actors aren't in danger, but I know there is like the production is there to make it look like they are. Whereas like these days, I feel like there's like CGI glass breaking, CGI bullets, and it just it doesn't feel real and gritty. Whereas I think these movies, uh, and actually they, like this movie in particular, because there's a great scene in an elevator. Um, that like it, it like it's just that you feel the tension and you don't know if the characters are going to come out alive or not. Yeah, 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 and like it makes it it does make it seem more real, and like, like I think that's I think that was more of an emphasis, you know, uh, back then making movies. Whereas now it's more about like the action that's kind of like surprised the viewer or shocked them. Like shock factor, it, you know? it, it, it's kind of it's kind of like focusing on the spectacle rather than the I incident. guess the the story mm. and like trying to just like uh, you know represent the danger of a scene. Yeah, and like I think one another thing that movies back then did a lot better was I think they used a lot more natural lighting. Uh, yes, very true, but that's probably because like, they did it all on set on set and on location. On location, so like it, you know, even just the way. If it's a sunny day, the way the sun's hitting them, it makes it look more real. Uh, now, obviously, when they're in the buildings and when they're in the warehouse towards the end, like, uh, and I think in the first scene as well, where he's getting followed by the two car or the your man's hitmen, there's a lot of blue light, a lot of you know. But I think in general, when they can, they use natural light, I and mean, it makes it a lot more realistic. Yeah, and I think just uh, again because I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep com- drawing comparisons between this movie and the and, and the other Dirty Harry movies. It's like, um, I don't know if you recall in the first Dirty Harry movie where it's the sniper killing the woman on the roof. Yeah, like the scene where like Dirty Harry is going from one roof to another, and there's like the backdrop of San Francisco and yeah. the the music, and I like I can't really shocked by the music of this franchise as well, but um. It was just like it just like it was just unbelievable to see a character walk from one building to another building with no CGI, just the entire backdrop. It just like it really made you like. And he was wearing the sunglasses. He was in a suit, which was probably too fucking warm at the time. But it was just like I get it. I understand. I completely understand the city, the world, the vibe that the that the movie's going for. And even in this movie as well, like there's a, there's a fantastic chase scene that um I kind of mentioned to you when we were watching it is very reminiscent of the movie Bullet. But again, all on location natural lighting like it all seemed very real and like yeah. again a movie these days it could have been a cgi um or a c car we, we can maybe describe it a bit more later on but like and it just would have completely taken you out of it but this felt very real so I, yeah. yeah i agree there yeah and I, like i know I, that's kind of why i'm i'm drawn to them as well it's like it's good action like okay they mightn't be great movies and it might be a bit predictable and they might be all a bit the samey but like <laughs> I'm not really selling no. it here, but like they, you know, they're, no, I get you. They, yeah, they're yeah, kind of more realistic than what you watch now, you know. And generally, like, you know, he's not okay. Maybe in this one, I don't think he got bed up too much. Well, he did a little bit, but like, you know, he can also get hurt. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not. There's no sense of like indestructibility kind of thing. You know, he can, mm. you know. So like, yeah, no, I think they're kind of um. They're generally a bit more realistic, I think, than movies, kind of action movies brought out now, like nowadays. Like, say, the first Die Hard as well, like, they, that was class. You know, the action in that is class. Um, yeah. That'd be kind of my take on it. Yeah. No, absolutely. And again, like, no, I just thought it was kind of an interesting thing to kind of, because I know you, you've seen a lot of them. Um, but yeah, I guess in terms of this movie, um, I 
once again, like I again, I think with this with these sort of like with this one, I was like, I was just I just love the concept of it so much. I like the idea of it. Um, there was some great like kind of um cool twists and t- and I think what this what this franchise kind of benefits from is that like they understand there's a formula. So when they deviate from it, they understand that they can be quite shocking and stuff. And I think with this one kind of making you think who the villain is going to be versus being able to potentially shift from that is quite interesting. Um, also, another kind of like interesting thing with the franchise is that every time Clint Eastwood has a partner, that person dies. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, it's happening. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I just, and it's like, uh, but it's one of those things where it's like, it's not even like, Refer. It's not even like just it's something known within the front, like within like people who watch it. It's referenced within the movie that the he's movie like when he gets a new partner. It's like he goes, "Oh, all of my partners die to the point where like one of the like the the partner he has in this movie gets like because ta- he's like an American Chinese um detective and he's like I'm got my great my grandfather or my father has made me get like protective tattoos <laughs> to stop me from dying because they know I'm your partner." <laughs> Well, I do think I do think it's like a, a bad uh, I don't know what do you call them tropes I, I don't know what the fuck that is either but like a trope yeah, yeah. you know of like okay let's introduce like the kind of innocent looking sidekick and you just know what's going to happen yeah now it doesn't happen in this, this movie like he's fine but like you know Spo- uh, spoilers for the Deadpool King come on we don't want to ruin this movie for people who are clearly going to hear this and go out and watch it um, sidebar just watch that Dirty Harry I wish I had just watched Dirty Harry and didn't watch the others, but here yeah. I am. Yeah, and <laughs> um, like the terrible thing is that like I remembered again. Like it always happens. I watched so many of these movies. I remembered about three quarters of the way through. I have seen it because I couldn't yeah. remember when we pitched it to each other. It was like I can't remember. But yeah, go just go out and watch the first one. Uh, yeah, go out and watch for okay. From now on, there's gonna be spoilers, but go out and watch the first Dirty Harry. Um, and we're just going to spoil this movie now but realistically who cares uh, because it's only going to be like four people who listen to this one probably, probably. Uh, but, <laughs> including me uh, you look. and my translator <laughs> yes um, but uh, sorry no, what about, yeah he, he survives in this one but I thought what was cool about this guy uh, his, the actor who plays the partner whose name I do not have here is Evan C. Kim, but he did all of his own stunts, which I thought was very cool. Because uh, he has a whole like fight scene in it. Which yeah, is, even the because of course he, class. because it because of course he knows like karate or kung fu or whatever like martial art he knows because like of course like it's nineteen eighty eight they were like we need to have a character do like karate or kung fu so we'll <laughs> give him the partner he has his karate scene or kung fu I don't know unfortunately what type of martial art it is but like I know Clint Eastwood being like yeah put it in there and all. Well, he's doing that. I just shoot people. I thought of a good Clint Eastwood impression. And I love when he comes out of the restaurant. He's like, "Why did you arrest him?" Yeah, yeah. it's like it's so funny. Yeah, because like it's fun. Actually, here's a thing I have for you. So I have all of the kill counts for Dirty Harry in all of the movies. So in the first one, he only kills five people. Mm. Uh, in the second one, he kills one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, 10, 16, oh my god, uh, 17, 18, 19, uh, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 30, 31, 11. 18 and then this one he only kills he only, he only kills what, four seven nine ten people in this not too many but you do get the sense from him where he's like telling his partner what are you what are you, what are you doing just trying to like apprehend just shoot them in the face and just so be on like, with it like just yeah he came out of the restaurant with the gun like locked and pointed and he's just there like man <laughs> The stake, just trying to like you're gonna have to handcuff them. Then you're gonna have to get fingerprints. The paperwork in the face. It's easier. <laughs> um. Yeah. What What else do I love about this movie? He has some great one-liners in all of the movies. He's obviously very known for his, uh, you know, uh, Tommy Punk. I'm definitely butchering the line. What's it go like? You gotta ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Yeah. Well, Punk. 
do you? I think I got that right. And then obviously in the fourth one, it's like, come on, make my day. And in this one, it probably has one of my favorite ones, which I think summarizes the whole Reading in the Peers podcast experience, which is um, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. <laughs> great one line. It's in all the movies. He does a great deadpan delivery. He does. And like, he's got loads of like, just little, there's a scene as well early on where it's like the lieutenant is, uh, it's like telling him to be more responsive to the media. And he's like trying to butter him up saying, look, come on, just like, you've got loads of airtime now. You're really popular. Come on, just fucking just roll with it. Give us some good press and bring us in some money. And he reaches then to put his hand like on uh, Callahan's back or whatever. And like Callahan just like turns around and just, <laughs> He's like Callum, Callum being dirty Harry. <laughs> what do you don't touch me? <laughs> it's just he's, he's a man who just hates everyone and just like like he always says he wants to talk about justice, but I don't know how much of that is just him wanting to murder other people. <laughs> like I wish there was like a dirty Harry spin-off of him being like a parking attendant and people <laughs> with overdue tickets just drawing a forty four magnum on them. A lollipop person. It's <laughs> unloading <laughs> six rounds into someone who tries to break the lights. The lollipop turns into a harpoon gun. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. In this movie, the climactic scene, how does he kill the villain? Because he clearly was just like, I'm not coming back for another Dirty Harry movie unless I get to shoot something bigger than a 44 Magnum. <laughs> and then one of the writers is like, What? A harpoon gun? And he goes, yeah, that, yeah, like, I, want, what, I can't do a good Clint Eastwood. It's just, he's like, yeah, 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 harpoon gun. Yeah, shoot a harpoon gun. I want to pin him to the wall. With, I want to pin him to the wall. <laughs> um, but again, and it's like, again, no recoil. No recoil at no, all. No, he's fine. Easy breezy. <laughs> but here's another thing as well, actually. Um, so just during that fight scene, when I saw him running around, I was like, what age is he? He's 58 in this movie. And then I was trying to think of other action stars around the same age. Do you know, do you want to know who's one year older than him in this, in that scene we saw? John Voight. Um, Cruise. Oh, even worse. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, wind forward 30 years. Not like 40 years, for, like, less than 40 years, maybe like 35 years. Uh, from what we saw as Clint Eastwood running around, <laughs> we have Tom Cruise jumping off buildings, strapping himself to like planes. Hell. Jesus, it's crazy. Is he that old? Everyone who every yeah, Tom Cruise is fifty nine at the moment. Anyone that doesn't like, just go Google Clint Eastwood the Deadpool and just look at that man, and then Google Tom Cruise twenty twenty two, and then just like you know. Spot the difference in just every way, <laughs> shape, or form. But he's kind of one of those people who just like he's always looked old because he still looks like the same now. Oh God, as, yeah, yeah. Know. Like, like it's it's incredible to me that I see him in the Deadpool from 1988, and then known knowing that 40 years later he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way, but I'm very surprised by it. It's like I tell you what, it's the same way Queen Elizabeth II. Like, she's always looked old. And then, like... <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to go back. I want you to Google Queen Elizabeth II, 1988, and then Queen Elizabeth 2022, and just spot the difference. <laughs> but here's so, something. Dirty Harry. It's like, <laughs> Here we go. I think, I think maybe that's the reason, because there was a big point of contention now for both of us here. It's just that in the scene where he finally brings out no, it's the, when he's with the the, the reporter. Um, the wool man. The, <laughs> yes, the reporter who is a woman, Gary. No, um, I was just saying the, the, oh, the token yeah, woman. The, the token woman of the Dirty Harry movie. <laughs> she brings him out to, dinner for, uh, to try and get his story or whatever. And uh, he doesn't finish his pint. He just takes a little sip. Just pint. And it was a pint again. First of all, in the incorrect glass. And just doesn't finish the pint. I'm just very upset by him. And like, clearly, like, hmm. I don't know. I don't think I, do, I agree with this, with the morals of this dirty Harry man. No, I, I don't either. I think he should have finished the pint at least. But, you know, um, 
But he looks like a fit guy. There was lots of you know scenes of him running and gymming. It's him in the gym. Um, one of the one of the there's a great scene actually in this movie where where they're in a gym and there's people all around. So there's like him and the and the sidekick um working out, but like all of the extra characters are like using machines, but like with no weights. And like this one woman with like two dumbbells and like it's it, it, it's like, you know, the ones where you can add the weights to it, but they're like, there's nothing on them. But I actually found, I found some trivia for it. So the reason why they did that was because of like retakes and they didn't want the extras to be like exhausted. Oh, just keep lift, loading like, them on. Actual weights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, like he seems like he, he's, yeah, he was in pretty good shape for the film, I think. He, you know. Like 90 fucking what are you seeing now? 91 and he was only in a movie like last year it was like called Cry Macho or something yeah. um, he's oh, a that, great director that, that's another good line actually do you remember when he was in the Chinese store and he like he ran in, by, in the back door and your man's going around like oh the, yes and uh, he's going around the store trying to get everyone's money or whatever and because he's gone in the back he's in like the last booth or whatever and your man just comes up to him and he's like uh, he's just looking at him Clint Eastwood has a little fortune cookie <laughs> he breaks it open. Yeah, well, you haven't read your fortune. I can't do these are struggling. You're shit out of luck. <laughs> You're shit out of luck. <laughs> My Clint Eastwood's more Jack Nicholson. If anyone's. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I don't know. Right? Some great, some some great one-liners. Uh, was very. Uh, but in terms of like performances in this movie, um, you know Clint Eastwood, obviously, like it is very all one note from. You know, Dirty Harry. I actually think the his his like his character, Dirty Harry, in the first movie, Dirty Harry, is very nuanced and really interesting. And I think ever since then, he was just like, okay, I'll just do like the most simplified version of that from yeah. here on out. But it's fine. It's like it's kind of like you know, it's probably like, it's probably like Taken, Liam Neeson and Taken, where it's like everyone knows me for this one thing, and I'll do that a few more times but he's done it across a, like a big span of movies but speaking of um Northern Ireland actor Liam Neeson he is in this movie doing a very convincing British accent for a man who's notorious for not being able to do accents he is a very good in this it was fantastic I, I forgot completely uh well I forgot most of the movie to be honest it was only halfway through that I remembered I'd watched it but his accent <laughs> is really really good it's a great <laughs> it's um yeah, it was really con- convincing kind of character as well. Like he's kind of set up to be the villain for most of the movie. You think it's going that way anyway, and then uh... yeah, so he's playing like the director of like a horror movie, and Jim Carrey is the star of that horror movie, and he's the first one killed. And Liam Neeson is like one of the people playing this like Deadpool, where you have to guess the celebrities that are going to die, and it looks as if Liam Neeson's list is the one that all the act all the celebrities are dying from. So everyone thinks it's Liam Neeson. So yeah. it's a lot of Liam Neeson just being like, "It's not me. I didn't do it." Blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know why I was gonna I was gonna sink into um. You ever seen In the Name of the Father? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna sink into like Daniel Daniel. Day. Something he I didn't do it. It was absolute <laughs> father died. British prison for something I didn't do. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just niche reference for anyone listening from... Anyway, but um, <laughs> it was very good. It was just him just telling the press, being like, fuck off. It wasn't me. Leave me alone. And Yeah, I don't know. Like, he, he was a... Uh, he had a, he had a, yeah. a great ponytail. Great, great, great little rat, rat tail. Yeah, a little rat tail. Like, it, was very, it was very good. You know, very convincing character. Yeah, I thought it was great. Didn't ham it up. It's perfect. It was great. It was actually. I'd love to see Liam Neeson current day with a bit of range like that. No offense to Liam Neeson, but if I see another poster of him as an old man with a gun in a leather jacket with something about him being ex CIA, Marine, FBI, something, and it's no Liam Neeson. You know what I mean? He's just all of his. The point is, Liam Neeson has been doing the same shit as David at like forever but seeing him in this I was like my god it's like of all the Liam Neeson shit I've seen it's like it's different which I like you know what yeah. I mean yeah yeah no, and I like um, that I like uh, yeah, I like that shit uh, another person who has a great performance in this movie is Jim Carrey let's talk about Jim Carrey because like it's the month of May it's the big long name thing that I said earlier Um, I thought Jim Carrey was quite good in this I he think was he, he had a good he had a good time in it you know what I mean he really conveyed very animated until he wasn't very animated um. Yeah, and well, he died. 
uh, within 15 minutes and I was so upset. I was like, my God, I picked a movie which Jim Carrey's in for maybe less than four minutes. It's fine. Well, what a lasting four minutes. I know. It's the whole movie kicks off with him. It's like Drew Barrymore in Scream. I don't know. You ever watched Scream? The first Scream? I think so. Okay, well, spoiler alert for Scream, uh, whereas the whole movie was like, you know, Drew Barrymore was in all the advertisement, but she was like the first person to die. So I was like, oh my God, anyone could die in this movie. Um, and I like to think it was the opposite for this movie. When Jim Carrey died and they were like, oh yeah, cool. The person we just met and the actor we've just heard about has died because the actor, Jim Carrey was so unknown at the time that in the credits, his name is James Carrey because they just didn't know what to put down as his name. Uh, but what was kind of interesting and what I discovered about this when I was looking into how he was cast was uh, he apparently he came into the audition, um, but he didn't like what he read wasn't part of the script. He just did his, um, his Vegas Elvis Presley act. And it just apparently Clint Eastwood found it so funny. He was like, yeah, he's in the movie. <laughs> And there's a second movie, uh, a second movie that J- Jim Carrey's in with Clint Eastwood called Pink Cadillac, also with the same director called Buddy Van Horn, I think his name is. And he's only in that to do the Vegas Elvis Presley thing. That's all he does in the movie. So they just was like, oh, that's really funny. Let's put that in the movie, which is just part of a standup. Um, but what's also quite funny is that Jim Carrey is notoriously like is like is notorious for his Clint Eastwood impression. It's in Bruce Almighty. It's in his early standup. And I just love that this, like, I didn't know he was in a movie with Clint Eastwood. So to find that out, it was just like, oh, how cool is that? But he's great now. I had a great time with it. Yeah, no, doing, it was he's... good. A bit short. I, I'm kind of disappointed because, like, I love seeing actors like that as well and coming out with, like, different sort of performances. And, like, in my mind, like, when I think of Jim Carrey, it's always just Ace Ventura or Bruce Almighty or mm-hmm. good stuff like yeah good stuff yeah 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 of course mm-hmm. like, of course I'm just saying a yeah. different um yeah actually just like side tangent though if you were to pick one good Jim Carrey movie that you liked what is it the audience at home he's been silent for 15 minutes and I've shortened it down to try and cut down the awkwardness I think it would be the Deadpool <laughs> Deadpool oh wow <laughs> As we said, like they were a really lasting four minutes. <laughs> Yo, yeah. So his character is like he's playing some actor who's doing like a he's singing Welcome to the Jungle. He's lip syncing Welcome to the Jungle in a horror movie that's like ripping off The Exorcist, where there's like a possessed woman on the bed and he's just like mouth singing, dancing about and it's very weird. I, I like again. What else do we? What like? How do I? How do I fill Jim Carrey content when he's not in it for that long? He dies because he injects himself with like coke and heroin and ODs as someone murders him. That's that's it. Yeah, that's all the Jim Carrey you get in this. It's his, uh, what I what I really enjoyed was it's dubbed as his first dramatic role. I'm like, there's nothing dramatic about this. It's just Jim Carrey being a wild rock star for like four <laughs> minutes and getting to flail his limbs about for a little bit. Look, you're, you're not casting Jim Carrey unless you need the character to flail their limbs for a bit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it, was, it was a good performance. And yeah, I don't know. Kind of. I don't know why they, they. Was he really like that small of an actor back then? Like, Oh, that, yeah. That no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. The, like Jim Carrey became. Here's a. Yeah, fill me some facts here about. Jim yeah. Carrey. Well, well, like, no, I'm not set, set the table. Set, get the bread and butter out now for the, the rest of the month. Come on, set, set, the, set the teapot. No, like, all I'll say is Jim Carrey is one of the greatest performers to have ever existed. Um, he's done some stupid shit in terms of, like, movie choices. But oh, we all in have. terms of, like, yeah, we all have. Like, look, you can look back at some of the podcasts I've done and thought, Jay's, what was he thinking? Uh, but look, we won't talk about Josie Wales. <laughs> but. <laughs> but um, it was 1994 so this movie came out in 1998 it was really 1994 because in 1994 Jim Carrey did Dumb and Dumber Ace Ventura and The Mask and it was a good I, year I don't th- it was good vintage I don't think there's an actor that has had as successful a year as Jim Carrey in 1984 I'm happy to be corrected maybe Tom Holland if he includes Spider-Man and Uncharted together but I wouldn't um, but it, it, like, it was just like to the point where I think it was the, the Dumb and Dumber 
people paid him like nothing for that movie. And then Jim Carrey's agent was trying to get money to be like, give him a percentage of the gross because like this movie's going to make like so much more money now because you have Jim Carrey in it and stuff. So, so yeah, it really wasn't until 1994, but he was like, he was, a, he was a stand up until then. Like he had done a lot of like, he was on Dave Letterman. He had done some comedy store stuff, but um, yeah. And, and like, like I was kind of saying earlier, the only reason he got cast in this was because he was funny. Um, yeah. And it was funny. I was watching a movie last night that he's in. Here's a, fun just an idea of a movie i wouldn't say go watch it because it's not great but it's a movie called where uh, peggy sue got married which i know a lot yeah. of people probably haven't heard oh you fuck off do you know that movie i've heard of it i don't again i don't know if i've, okay. I've watched it okay it's got catherine catherine turner in it uh helen hunt but most like most surprisingly it's got nicholas cage and jim carrey in it Nicolas Cage, um, yeah. and it's directed by francis ford coppola and i if you had told me there was a Francis Ford Coppola movie with Jim Carrey and Nick Cage in it, I would have not believed you. But anyway, it was before this, and he has a small role in that as well. So, uh, like, just... It, it's interesting to see him as such a background character, but yet steal so much focus from him being a silly buffoon. Anyway, that's all the Jim Carrey stuff I'll talk about. Um, I have, I have another fun fact about uh, the name of this movie, because it is obviously very close to the name of a Marvel superhero played by Ryan Reynolds called Deadpool. Yeah. But apparently, Rob Liefeld, who created the character of Deadpool, admitted that the title of this movie was the inspiration for the name of the Marvel Comics anti-hero character Deadpool. So there yeah. you go. I often wondered, is it act- like an actual thing? Like it, like I don't know. Like I, I, because when I heard the name, like, when you suggested the movie, I, it got me thinking about it again. Like I don't know if I ever made the connection between the, because like. Is, is there a thing about having a hit list? I know there's a thing about guessing what act, what people are going to die in a year. Like what celebrities are going to die. But I'm just on Wikipedia now and I don't see one. I know my mate. Oh, yes. Yes. A Deadpool. It is a thing. A Deadpool, also known as a Deadpool or Deathpool, is a game of prediction which involves guessing when someone will die. Sometimes... It is a bet where money is involved. Should Whoa. we start a Deadpool, Keith? Okay, I was actually going to ask you, if you were to set up a Deadpool, like, who would be on your list? Okay, so should we try and guess when John Hackett's going to die? No, he's indestructible. Like, they already tried he to get him. He is indestructible, that is very Head, true. shoulders, knees and toes. He's oh. <laughs> I don't know, the man is indestructible. Right, do we have to try and guess when someone else is going to die? Should we try and guess when Queen Elizabeth II dies? Can we do it? Is that okay to have on a podcast? I feel like it's so Can fine. Can we be bold on this? Like, like, like sure. Like, like, this could be cut. <laughs> okay, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, you know, she, ah, she's one of those people. She could already be dead. She could be gone, Gary. She could. <laughs> <laughs> By the time this comes out. <laughs> Uh, I get, I get, uh, November, November 2022. I'm like, yeah, I'm giving it until then. Ah, that might even be too late. It's on the way out. I got, here we go. Know, someone who keeps here we popping go. into my head. Here we go. Days. Here we go. I've, I've three people you have to try and guess when they're going to die Clint Eastwood, Queen Elizabeth II, and Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Well, Tom Cruise, I hope, um, no, I can't say that. I feel bad, but I'm thinking it. You don't like Soon. Tom Cruise. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at Tom Cruise now. Cruiser. He's, uh, yeah, he's just... You should. You should really watch Edge of Tomorrow. You will love that movie. Ah. Uh, I know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to even enjoy He's like the American version just, of Hugh Grant. Just, just don't like them. Hugh, the gentleman. It was good. Yeah, it was. It was good. Do you know, it, it yeah, was fine. I, I enjoyed it, but it's fine. still, it's the hair. Don't you worry. Just you wait until next year where I do an entire month dedicated to Tom <laughs> Cruise and Hugh Grant. <laughs> And I'll find a movie. Um, right, if we're going to keep the Deadpool bit up, right, you have to tell me when Tom Cruise, Queen Elizabeth II, and Clint Eastwood are dying. Well, how to the month, I want to ask Tom Dave. Cruise? Tom Cruise is 59, Clint Eastwood's 91, and Queen Elizabeth is... Queen Elizabeth, this has gone so derailed. Uh, she's 96. Oh, I'm going to give her another, like, two years. Yeah. And those, those royals, they hang on, like, 
Just look at the man. Like he was, he was like no specter of a man. Like he was gone. Right. Was okay. What are you saying? Queen, Queen Elizabeth. What are you saying? I'm saying November this year. No. I, and there's, there's, there's money on this, by the way. The price of a pint. Yeah. Pr- yeah. Two points. Two, three points. You get three a pint points. for everyone to get right. You get a pint for everyone to get right. And whoever gets closer wins. How about that? Okay. This could be our Deadpool. So I'm saying the Queen dies November this year. That's my hot take. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say uh, November next year. Okay. That's, that's, a, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a bit dickish, but all right. <laughs> and right. whoever is closer Clint- gets... Uh... Yeah, gets a point. Yeah, Qu- uh, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. How old is he now? He's 91. I'm giving him till January. I'm going to say January 2023. No, fuck that. I'm going to give it. He, he's like John now. He's There's another five or six years left in him. <laughs> yeah, right, so I, I'm going saying? to give him until 2028. I need a month. April. I like April. April. Oh, yeah. This is the last and day then of April. Ta- and, and then Tom Cruise. What are we Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally, <laughs> okay. he's at Lake Como. It's going to be a short train so journey it, away. <laughs> so whenever this comes out, it's the day of course, after that. you know, if anything does happen, this is all incriminated. I'm the translator. I'm not keen at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, what age is he now? It's 59. Like, like 20, 30 year more years. So I'm going to say 20, 20... 2026, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, why not? I'm going to say... 2026, uh, that's only four years away. Oh, no, sorry, 2046. 20, no, that's another 20 years. 20, 2049, 20, with Ryan Gosling. No, I'm going to say 2056. You can go with that. Okay. Why not? Fuck it. There's, there's three pints on the line here, and we have it recorded so people know. Um, I kind of feel like David Attenborough's on the way out. Is that a bad thing to say? I, I would say so. Yeah, he's very old as well, isn't he? Oh, yeah. he's 95. Yeah, yeah. This has gotten very grim very quickly. Keen, we need to stop talking about people <laughs> who are going to die soon. But can you hear the colours and taste the sounds, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was probably very right. terrible. That was his last, your man, one of your man's last quotes from the, the film. Um, yeah. <laughs> the one we're supposed to be talking about rather than yeah. trying to guess when the queen's gonna die <laughs> okay right I don't have much else to say about this movie other than a phenomenal RC car chase that if you want to talk about it let's talk about it I'm just looking at my notes here and I didn't write very many so I'm kind of all done as well let's talk about this RC car chase what like what is this like this is probably one of the Big, it's, it's somehow one of the biggest and smallest action scenes of, of the movie. Yeah, so I kind of, this is kind of, I suppose, where the murderer is kind of coming out a little bit. Like he's coming out from hiding, he's kind of going after Clint Eastwood. And he's already killed one of the guys on the list with a similar method with the toy car. Yeah. But essentially, they're going after. He's going after Clint Eastwood and his sidekick, Clint Eastwood, really, uh, using a small remote-controlled car with an explosive attached to it, or yeah. integrated into it, or whatever. Um, and they're like he's driving along behind them, and he's also steering the little toy car out on the road, um, trying to get underneath Clint Eastwood's car, but. It's a mad chase. Like, uh, I actually can't, I can't remember where Clint Eastwood, they, they, they figure out that they're, where do they see the, how do they make the connection that they're being followed? Because, because it's like a kids with an RC car and you think that like, they're just playing. Then all of a sudden there's this very ominous car, follow, like toy car chasing uh, them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, again, with the amount of bullshit I watch on a yearly basis, I have seen nothing like this, which is just an actual car chase through the hills of San Francisco with Clint Eastwood and his partner in a car being chased by an explosive toy car. And it's <laughs> just, it's so stupid, but so th- 
thrilling because it's very much reminiscent to the the, the, the car chase in Bullet, which is a famous car chase um, in movie history of the, just bouncing around the, the, the hills of San Francisco. But to see that replicated with an act with a with a proper car and a toy car, it's just so ludicrous that I it was just I couldn't help but just applaud the movie, which I think is one of my fit. And as, as much as I was joking about Jim Carrey being my favorite part of the franchise, this. It, it, for all the sequels, I think was just so stupid, but also so funny and smart at the same time because it's, and it works there is that well, level. Like, there's a level of danger. Like it's it's not a piss take. Yeah. There's like if if they don't outchase this car, or outrun this car, they're going to die. So <laughs> it's ah, oh, I was so happy with it. it I apparently, like it was one of the longest shoots of the of of, of the movie as well. So yeah. Well worth it, in my opinion. No, it was great. Really it was. Fun. It was good. And like the thing, yeah, like you said, it was. Um, you know, it did seem a bit comic, or it does look a bit comical, but at the same time, like it does come across as being quite realistic. You know, I don't know how. Like, I don't think I could control a, a toy car while driving at that speed. Also, but, you know, I see if you, you could, I mean, you can, ba- you can barely drive a car to begin with. I have to relearn all over again over here anyway. <laughs> I, I get a chance of doing it twice. Uh, but yeah, no, it was. It was great. And uh, yeah, and fairly climat- climactic as well towards the end, yeah. like where they actually, you know, I, I didn't actually know what was going to happen there where he does catch up with them because I thought for a minute the way they were like panning the shots or like switching between the shots you'd kind of thinking that Clint Eastwood or Callahan, he'd fooled your man and their car was actually somewhere else. It's just, yeah. but no, it is their car and it does explode. But Clint Eastwood somehow manages to drive it just enough away from the bomb. But yeah, like, so it was fairly kind of um, climactic or whatever. Um, but it does mean like his sidekick does get bust up or whatever. So, that's kind of him out yeah, for the rest he's, of the movie. He has those magical tattoos that stop him from getting injured. So he didn't die, yeah. He didn't die. Very surprising because he's had a... His, his partner, again, spoilers. The partners in the first three movies die. He doesn't have a partner in the fourth one so much as he has a friend, but they die. And then this guy just gets injured. So it's I think it's the first one. Actually, there, there's an actor. I don't have his name, which I feel awful. But there's an... Oh, here it is. Albert Popwell. And he's played a char- a different character in all four Dirty Harry movies before this, which is why I was upset that I didn't see him in this. He plays a robber in Dirty Harry, a pimp in Magnum Force, a militant in The Enforcer, and Horace King, his friend, in Sudden Impact. And I was very upset that he didn't make an appearance in this because it's always a different character. Uh, but apparently he had a schedule con- scheduling conflict, which makes me sad. Um... Two other things I want to say very quickly before this, which one, it's the... Well, it's three other things. One, it's the last sequel Clint Eastwood ever made because uh, he hasn't made any other sequels after this of any movie. Oh. That. But on the on, on the topic of uh, sequels, he said uh, someone had asked him in 2000 if he was doing another sequel. He goes, uh, Dirty Harry 6. Harry is retired. He's standing in a stream fly fishing. He gets tired of using the pole and ba-boom. Or Harry is retired and he catches bad guys with his walker. That was Clint Eastwood's response. That's all we've ever heard on a, a Dirty Harry sequel. That's, no. he just He's so disinterested by it. But um, apparently there was also a thing where people thought Gran Torino was going to be a secret Dirty Harry um, like sequel. Like a no, back or whatever. Yeah, or- well, nobody, like, people just thought he was shooting it and then it would turn out to be a Dirty Harry sequel. Which it was, which was not. I actually haven't seen it, but I'm probably going to take a, a bit. I'm going to take a five year break from seeing uh, Clint Eastwood movies. I think, but like they're not bad. It. Like think about. I get round to it. Like I get round to it. I get round. <sighs> in movies this year, I get round to fucking Gran Torino, right? Million Dollar Baby surprise. I guarantee a Gran Torino will surprise you in the exact same way. Oh, I'll get round to it. Don't you worry. I just need a bit of a break from Clint. All right, I've seen Love and Jim Carrey is in it as well, actually. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a very, very small role. Ooh. Does he play one of the youths on Clint Eastwood's lawn? <laughs> There's words I want to say, but I can't say them on <laughs> no, the no, podcast. No, no, no. no. Uh, speaking of words you can't say. So, um, 
<laughs> what you call it? They're the mo- the the names of these movies I've always found quite interesting because the Deadpool makes sense, Dirty Harry makes sense, but the three other movies do not make sense in my opinion. There's Magnum Force, The Enforcer, and Sudden Impact. Yeah, I, I'm lost. Like, for me, I watched them so long ago, they're all mixed up in my mind. Okay, yeah, because I don't really understand, because having watched the movies, I don't know why they were called that, but I can only decipher that they were either named after a sex move, a porno, or a male enhancement pill. The Dirty Harry. <laughs> Magnum Force. <laughs> the Enforcer. Sudden Impact. <laughs> And then Deadpool doesn't work, but look, come on. Four to five ain't bad, it's dead, as Meatloaf once said. <laughs> yeah, what else do you want? I've got all my jokes done. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got nothing. I never had any jokes to begin with, so. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm out of practice, Gary. I, if only, like, you'd invite me on for more um, podcasts. And we didn't wait a year. We didn't wait a year. But, like, look. How, how many have, have I done now? That's four. So your next one's Bollocks. the big uber special one. So like you could pick the movie. So I won't make you because the last two I've made you pick. So um, your next one will be the big five timers club entry movie. So I'll let you pick that and then that could be whatever you want. How about that? Link up for Willow. Um, do. <laughs> it's going to be Willow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll lock it in. We'll do Willow. I've, I, I haven't seen it in years because it ties into like the Disney show that they're making years ago. Like no. I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you what happens. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. But watch. Yeah, we'll, we'll do Willow. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. We'll um, do Willow. Okay. Well, anything else to say about the Deadpool or Clint Eastwood? Because to be honest, it's probably the last Clint Eastwood movie we fucking do because I have seen enough of that man. No, no, he's in. He's in Willow. <laughs> <laughs> Is he Willow? <laughs> Give me my wand back. I want my wand. I don't know. Is there a wand? I feel like there's a wand involved. This is a this is a magical wand, and it can blow your head off. It's just one question you gotta ask yourself. <laughs> You're all shit out of luck. <laughs> I rated Willow. <laughs> <laughs> is Val Kilmer and Willow Zap <laughs> Zap <laughs> Yeah Val um, Kilmer's in it Yeah yeah Oh watch it for that I love a bit of Val Kilmer Batman Forever Take your piece. Batman Forever Batman. Um, Roy Keane I think that's Deadpool The Deadpool That's the Deadpool Maybe Yeah God uh, Anyway so I, I, I'm completely out of practice because I don't really know how to end these podcasts anymore. But all I'll say is if you want to keep up to date with the podcast and know what's going on, you can follow at Reading in the Fears on Instagram. Oh, don't uh, you worry. I, I, I listen to them all the time. I was talking to the listener, Keen. Ah, me. okay. Sorry. I'm done, I'm done talking to you now. You're done. Fuck is off. Is this the outro? <laughs> this is the outro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, keep is going. Anything else you, is there anything keep else going. you want no, to say? No, no, sorry. Keep going. Well, I feel like I need to throw it over to you to make sure there's nothing else you need to say. No, no, it's, I, it's not, just, I'm so gonna, rarely on. You never going, invite me on these anymore. You're not, like, you're not on for another year, Keen. And then by then, who knows? Tom Cruise might be dead. The Queen might be dead. It's going to be a different It's going to be a different world by the time we... Uh, we talk next so yeah uh, Letterboxd is a great website that myself uh, Mr. Scanlon use for keeping track of the movies you watch we put up reviews and stuff like that it's really interesting you can follow me at Gary O'Brien spelt ridiculously it's not on the links yeah it's G-A-R-R-I-O-B-R-A-I-N is that Um, how you spell your name? you're right yeah yeah that's how I spell it and yeah you can follow me or this dscanlon10 uh, that's where we put up a lot of their, our reviews. We also follow some of our other friends. If you want to follow them, um, we yeah, that's about it. I don't really know what else to say. That's really it. Letterboxd, Instagram, give the podcast five stars on Spotify. What else more do you want? Uh, there's a poll <laughs> on this episode, which I might just have the question, or I might have the open question. Wait, what, what, what do you poll? think? I, I can put up a poll like that, like. 
and like a like where people can select an answer. Um, but I can For put what? the options of like, like when do you think Tom Cruise will die? Oh, like, do it! Yeah, option. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. <laughs> yeah. See how much traction yes. we can get. Yes, yeah, too much traction. So like, we'll do like you know tomorrow within a week. You know, we'll put we'll put a we'll put a range on it, but we'll just try and get a gauge of when people think Tom Cruise is gonna uh, bite the bullet. Um, and that's about it. Keen, any final words? Uh, arrivederci. Arrivederci, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, thank you for this or any of the ones again. Thank you very much. Bye. We hope you enjoyed. Goodbye. <laughs>